Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. With Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk. Episode 39 of Blue Jays Nation Radio. He's Cam Lewis. I am Tyler Uremchuk. And we are here to talk about a series that really, really fucking sucked. That is not what we had in mind. No. Not at all. It was the opposite. Yep. That whole whole road trip was a mess. That really, uh, that... That really, that really sucked the wind out of the sails. I'm not, um, I'm not going to fully say it's doom and gloom, end of the world just yet, but no. going, what was it, three and six on that? Three and six on that road trip through Anaheim, Seattle, and then Washington? That is really bad. And you didn't even really play that very many good teams. Like, I, mean, I know Seattle and LA are right around them in the standings, so like, I guess it could have been excusable if you would have went like three and four against them, maybe. But like to drop these last two to Washington is just, it's so bad. And, and you said, you know, not doom and gloom yet because everyone in front of them is finally fucking losing. Like Oakland's lost four in a row. Boston's lost three in a row. You know, Seattle's on a two game winning streak. Now they've leapfrogged the Jays. And then now you have Toronto losing back to back. Like, ah, <laughs> this, this was such a golden opportunity. If they would have just taken care of business against a really bad baseball team, then they would have been two back of a wild card spot right now. And we would have been feeling so damn good about where this team is. But instead, I mean, it's just, it's negative after negative after negative and fuck man, it's hard to feel optimistic about this baseball team right now, which is pretty crazy to say, considering where we were when they started this road trip. Like we were, we were sitting here doing podcasts after the, or at the start of the road trip, talking about who would start a hypothetical wildcard game. Now I feel like the biggest <laughs> jackass in the world forever saying that. No, that's we, we knew as soon as we talked about that, like I swear one of us said that while we were doing it, yeah. that this is going to be old takes exposed. This is going to be us looking dumb as fuck <laughs> after they go and get like swept by Seattle or something like that. And lo and behold, cursed ass road trip. But at least on the bright side, they're returning home where they should get a boost. Let's Hopefully. Hope. They got, they got a seven game homestand here. And then it's a really quick road trip down to Detroit and then six more at home. So, I mean, there's a chance here again for them to get hot and go on a run. And I mean, I'm just, I'm not overly optimistic right now. And usually I am when it comes to this baseball team, but it's just, it's just beyond frustrating that right now watching this team. Uh, let's get up. Yeah. Let's get into three up three down here. Cause we're going to talk about the sweep at the hands of the Washington nationals. It's brought to you by Twig and Berries. Twigandberries.ca. The Blue Jays let you down, but Twig and Berries and their fine products never would. Use the promo code NATION15 <laughs> to get a 15% off discount. Uh, the first down. Let's start with the one that came down before the series even started. We talked on the last podcast and said, you know, yeah, they're saying George Springer's day-to-day, but would you be the least bit surprised if he ends up on the IL? 
And sure as shit, George Springer ends up on the IL. Um, this organization, I mean, they're, they're, I saw BK was even tweeting about this. The explanation for this could be, you know, they thought it was the ankle. They cleared the ankle. There was a lingering knee problem that ended up coming through, blah, blah, blah. Um, still annoying as hell that George Springer's back on the IL. Yeah, I guess the positive here is, and I mean, I'm just going to try and look for positives because we don't want to be so completely doom and gloom. It's yeah. hard not to be extremely doom and gloom, but the one positive here is that we learned yesterday that it's just a grade one sprain, yep. which is the best kind of one you can possibly have. It's the exact same. I think it's the exact same injury that Bo Bichette had last year when he got hurt like midway through and he ended up missing like a month, like mid-August to mid-September. So that's probably what we can hope for and expect here. Springer's going to be back, you know, a week or so into September. Yeah. Which is still pretty bleak, but at least it's not like, oh, this guy is, you know, done for the season no matter what. Yeah, and we're hearing it's not as bad as Bobichet's sprain from, from a year ago that kept him out for an entire month. So I think the best case scenario here, I mean, he suffered that injury back on the 14th, correct? Mm-hmm. Or was it the 13th? Was it the first game of the series? It was Either Saturday. Way. Saturday. It was the Saturday. Okay. So let's say it's one, two, let's say it's three weeks. Even if, if it's just under three weeks, they could have him back for that big series against the Oakland days. Maybe that's what we're looking at. Like, you know, Springer, you know, he's competitive. Like maybe there's a chance he's back in the lineup for that. And that's, that's the optimistic take I'm going to, I'm going to go with is if this caused Bichette to miss a month, if Springer is, you know, if it's not as bad with Springer and he's highly motivated to get back in the lineup as quick as he can, not that that's maybe the best idea, um, but maybe for that series against Oakland, but in all likelihood, it's probably the series or the week following for his series against the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, but George Springer back on the IL. That's obviously our first down and our second down uh, rookie starting pitcher, Alec Manoa, who really for the first time in his career got lit up pretty good. And I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season, Alec Manoa is going to make his first start on May 27th and won't get lit up until August 17th, I probably would have taken that. So it's hard to be mad at Alec Manoa because, I mean, he wasn't just going to come in and be a legitimate number one ace right from day one, right? We kind of expected there were going to be bumps in the road. I mean, it's just a shame when the bump in the road finally comes. Yeah, the interesting thing about this start for him is even in the other outings where he had a bad time, so you have... You know, his second start against Miami, it was three and um, three and one thirds innings allows four runs. And then there was that one against Baltimore. This is the one where he got kicked out. It was three and one third innings again, five earned runs. And there was another bad one mixed in there Two against Tampa Bay. It wasn't terrible. Three and two thirds. It was just a labor start allowed two earned runs. But the one thing about this one that's different than all of those ones is, you know, in those other bad starts, it was, you know, five strikeouts, six strikeouts, uh, nine strikeouts against Tampa in that three and two thirds innings, this one, he went three innings and only struck out two bats, which is the fewest strikeouts he's had in the start by uh, quite a decent amount. The, 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 the other worst starts he had was, was four strikeouts. So there was something going on there where he really wasn't fooling anybody. And, you know, shortly after the game, he was put on the bereavement list. So you have to wonder if, you know, yeah. there, was there was something going on there that we don't want to dig too far into the performance because of that. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really irritated me there is in, in one of the innings in, in the bottom of the third, actually, when, mm-hmm. when they would eventually score some runs on him, like he, he struck out Juan Soto yes. in, in that inning. Like it was pretty clear cut on a couple of pitches that he had him looking and had him. and angel Hernandez did angel Hernandez shit. 
And at that point, it would have been, you know, runners on second. Yeah, there was a runner on second. There was one out or runners on first and second, one out. And Soto walks and it's bases loaded. If Soto strikes out like he should have, it's two out, two on, and you never know. Maybe Manoa gets the next guy. Maybe the Jays find a way to get back into that ball game. Um, but super frustrating from an umpiring perspective. And and for Manoa, like you mentioned, going on the bereavement list, you're hoping everything is okay there. And we uh, we get to see him back in a Jays uniform soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, our third down here, I just simply put the Brad Hand trade for a couple of reasons. First off, Brad, <laughs> yes. Hand, Brad Hand sucked. Um, again, he pitches two thirds of an inning, gives up three earned runs. And the other side of that trade on the Sunday game, Riley Adams, he went two for three <laughs> in the second game of the series. And if you go to the first game of the series, Riley Adams went three for four with three RBIs. That's that trade came back and hit him hard in a hurry. That was so predictable. I mean, let's be serious here. Riley Adams, when he was called up, um, to, to, to play for the Jays this year, what, how many, he had, let's see. So, all right. So he played 12 games for the Jays and he had three hits in total in those 12 games. He had like, what the hits. hell? He had three hits in that first game on Tuesday against the Jays. <laughs> as many hits against the Jays in his first appearance against them as he did the entire fucking season for the team over 12 games. That's like the most predictable thing ever. I mean, we all, we all, we all expected that this the guy that Blue Jays traded away was going to come back and hit them. But yeah. I don't think anybody predicted that Brad Hand was going to be this bad. That just, is, this, it, yeah. it, it's quite shocking. Like he hadn't been that great for Washington this season. He had, you know, his peripheral numbers were not very good. He's not striking as many guys that he's, you know, walking more guys than he had in the past. But good Lord, we're looking at like basically left-handed Raphael Dolis at this point. And isn't that a damning statement to make about a pitcher right now? Um, it's just, ah, it's just so, it's so irritating, man. Like for him to have back-to-back outings. And I, I know the Seattle one I'm just mad about. Cause like a four pitch walk with the bases loaded is frustrating. He only faced one of those batters. That one wasn't totally on him. Um, but this one kind of is. And for the Jays mm-hmm. to put up 11 runs against a team as bad as the Washington nationals and not even get a single win. It's just there was a stretch there where the pitching was far from an issue. They were finding a way to get, you know, really, really good starts on a consistent basis. And they had a couple of bullpen arms that would scrap together a couple innings for that homestand. Like it was all good. And now things have just completely, completely plummeted. Um, just quickly, one more sort of down that I pulled from this series. Uh, Jose Barrios goes five innings, allows two earned runs, walks three, gave up five hits. That stat line's not bad. But you want to talk about things that really could have changed the outcome of that yep. game? Him not throwing that ball into center field. I mean, <laughs> if he if he makes a decent throw, they get at least the one out, and then Soto doesn't hit a three run bomb coming up next, right? Um, so that was annoying. And then also you hear Charlie Montoyo kind of saying that they they kind of wanted Barrios to go back for a fifth inning, or Barrios could have went out for a fifth inning, and it was hot and humid and Barrios kind of said he had like nothing left in the tank. And I get that. Like if you're, if you're watching out for your health and and all that, I guess it's okay. But there's also kind of a little part of me that goes like, you know, gave up two high end prospects for this guy. You wanted him to be your workhorse ace. And in like his third start with the team, he's like, I'm too hot. I don't know. I'm just pissed off and I'm being unreasonable. And I know, but like, come on. I wouldn't say it's that, it's that unreasonable. I mean, like, look, the team's had, 
a pretty rough go lately with having to use relievers and the relievers aren't very good in the first place. So it's not exactly ideal for a starter to be like, ah, I'm only going to go, you know, a handful of innings. And then he's also, you know, uh, when he's batting, not running to first base, this yeah. and that. And it's just like, you know, fucking up in the, in the field. It was just like a very frustrating and not ideal start to watch. So I mean, there's definitely validity behind being pissed off about that. Let's uh, let's switch gears here and talk about the positives and oh, the first so many one. Positives, so many positives, so yeah. many great, so many great things to say about what's going on right now. Prepping this segment is so much fun. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez just continues to rip the damn cover off the ball. I mean, they flashed up a graphic of where he ranks and kind of the key offensive category since the all-star break. And he's basically first in all of them and second in a few, uh, but he hit home runs in both games uh, in game one. He goes two for four, two RBIs drew a walk as well. Game two, he goes two for four. Um, and he's got his average on the year up to three seventeen Now his average is ahead of Vladdy Guerrero's like it's nuts. What a year. Like I not, what? we talked about this. We talked about this last podcast. We've talked about this a lot this year, but like him turning into this all-star borderline, like star star caliber fielder is just, it's been an unbelievable thing to watch. He's got the third best batting average in major league baseball right now. It's Michael Brantley, Blue Jays legend. Number one, 325 batting average, Trey Turner, 319, um, Washington nationals legend. He wasn't on the Mm -hmm. team when Blue Jays played him, but now Teoscar Hernandez is third, 317 batting average. And his, his OPS is all the way up to 903. That's, you know, where does that rank? He is 15th in Major League Baseball. Like, he, he yeah, he's, he's, he's going to earn himself um, probably a couple of MVP votes again this year, like he did last year. Yeah. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Um, him getting hot and Vladdy kind of cooling off. I think absolutely Hernandez is going to earn himself a handful of MVP votes this season. Hopefully he can keep the hot streak rolling as they roll back in to Toronto. Uh, Corey Dickerson had himself, you know, a, a decent little series. He uh, came around to score in the first game. And then in the second game, he crushed what should have been just an absolutely massive home run, like pinch hit steps up, or he was pinch hit into the game earlier steps up, crushes one over the right field wall. Um, and it tied the game and Semyon stepped up next hit a home run. Like that should have been like a turnaround feel good moment. Like if, if everything would have held on from there, we would have done this podcast said shit. That road trip sucked, but at least they ended it on a high note and they're coming back home. And I mean, shit fell apart after that, but still credit to Dickerson for hitting the home run. Yeah, Dickerson's been, he's been pretty good since joining the team, to be honest. Like, you know, he's only played in 14 games, but he's, you know, in 42 plate appearance, he's got 11 hits, two doubles, a triple, two homers, no PS there, 872. Like, this is the first time all season the Jays have had like a legitimate left-handed bat. Mm-hmm. Like Kevin Biggio, Rowdy Telez, Reese McGuire, like the yeah. collection of lefty bats they've had have been pretty bleak. So having this in the middle of the lineup's a game changer. Like, I mean, Dickerson has come up for them a few times now, and that's great. But like you said, it's damn fucking shame that his what should have been like a super clutch key home run, like they haven't had too many yeah. of those this year, ends up getting wasted. And I know we're supposed to be positive in this section, but. Jesus Christ, it's hard to be. Everything, everything positive ties back into a negative. <laughs> the the run production in this in this road trip actually wasn't an issue like at all. We talked, you know, eleven against the Nats, and then you go back to that series against uh, against Seattle. They had eight in the win, five in the two losses. Okay, maybe that part there wasn't great, but even against LA, right? Like they put up ten in one of the wins. They put up four in one of their wins, which was actually a shutout win in a seven inning game. Like 
Oh man, the run production is not something I have an issue with right now. They just need to find a way to keep the ball in the ballpark. And uh, hopefully they can keep doing that. Our third up. Yeah, they scored 11 runs. That's great. I'll also say one of the ups is just the fact that Oakland and Boston couldn't win either. Mm -hmm. And right now when you're in a playoff race, that's, that's important. What the teams in front of you do is almost as important as what you're doing. So to see Oakland kind of struggle against the White Sox and they finish off that series tonight. So hopefully the White Sox can do the Blue Jays, a give them a little bit more help um, and get all their wins out of the way before they roll into the Rogers Center. And same thing with Boston. They begin a series against Texas and they've suddenly lost three in a row once again. So the Jays are not exactly out of this quite yet. Wait, we, also, we also have to consider one thing. The Mariners have not jumped the Blue Jays in the standings. Ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, the Mariners and their minus 43 run differential have jumped yeah. the Toronto Blue the Jays. Jays. Have, uh, the Jays have, this is hilarious. So <laughs> the teams are the teams that are outside of the playoffs right now, we're looking at, there's two teams outside of the playoffs with a positive run differential. It's Boston at plus 52 and the Jays at plus 118. And ahead of the Jays in the standings is fucking Seattle with a minus 43 run differential. What? What? What, what is this? But yeah, and like you said, at the very least, like, so at the beginning of this road trip, I think they were four and a half games back or five games back. It might've yeah. been, might've been, no, it was, it was three games back. Sorry. That, that's what it was. They got themselves within three games or two and a half of wild card, another four games back. So even despite going three and six on this road trip, they hardly lost any ground. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that they didn't take the opportunity to make up ground on Boston or Oakland, but both those teams are frauds. Both aren't that good. I think we can accept the Yankees are going to be the top wild card team. Yeah. That seems inevitable. And now what you have to do is jump over all of Oakland, Boston, and Seattle, which as daunting as it seems, isn't that daunting. Those teams aren't that good. They're going to lose games. We, we talked about this uh, on the radio the other day, actually. And we both kind of agreed, like, you know, no matter how this next stretch of like 10 games goes in all likelihood, they're not out of it until after that series against Oakland. Right. That's kind yeah. of like, the, the little break glass in case of emergency. Like if you get to that series and you sweep the Oakland A's somehow, even if you're five out at that point, then it's like, bang, you snap your fingers in one weekend to work your two back. Like, you know, they, they need to win. They need to take care of business. And hopefully when we get to that series against Oakland, it, we're talking about like, you know, if they sweep the A's, they're tied with them or something like that. Right. Um, or if they take two out of the three, they're only going to be one game back something really, really positive. And the Jays are in a spot to do exactly that. They're playing some really freaking bad baseball teams coming up here. But as we've seen, there's a reason they play the games because they're not decided on paper and the Jays need to take care of their own shit in these next 10 days. Uh, some other stuff that we want to bring up before we get to a series preview, Kevin Smith brought up from AAA. I know a lot of people were clamoring for that. He's kind of hit really well in AAA. He's kind of hit really well at almost every level he's been at. Um, is this a guy who you think can kind of really factor into things down the stretch here? Or do you think he's just going to kind of be a guy who's around? Uh, probably a guy who's going to be around. I mean, I don't think anybody should expect Kevin Smith to play like a huge role on the team this year. I mean, the infield isn't exactly their weakness right now. I mean, Santiago Espinal has been quite good at third, you know, largely because of his defense and he does tend to find a way to get on base, but I would venture the guess that Kevin Smith does have a superior bat to Espinal. So that could be an upgrade right there. But I mean, the context of him coming up is George Springer got hurt. So, I mean, all in all, it isn't exactly a net positive, but it's interesting to see a guy who, what, two years ago was a top 100 prospect 
mm-hmm. via Baseball America. So, I mean, there's certainly something there. Kevin Smith's far from like a journeyman or like a random guy. Yeah. He's a he's a valid like interesting prospect to come up. But I just, I guess I'm just in a bad mood. I just I just can't. I I, I every every time we talk about something, it circles back to something that's bad. Yeah. Which is which is unfortunate. I'd like to be more excited that Kevin Smith is killing it in AAA and is coming up, but I can't help but just be like, all right, the only reason this guy's up is because one of their best players is injured. Everything is, is like it's a perpetual cycle of doom. Um, anyways, Rafael Dolis was DFA'd. Um, that's a positive. That's no, a positive, he, but again, it's only a positive because he sucked ass. This is so. True. <laughs> but yeah, at least at least we don't have to watch it anymore. The the the, the Dolis experience is over. Like. Thank you, Raphael Dolis, for being fantastic in 2020. I still cannot wrap my head around how he got the results he did. Because, yeah. you know, he put up like a 150 ERA in the, you know, what, 22 games he pitched in. And it was jarring to watch every single time. The guy was walking over a fucking tightrope. Just, you know, full counts for every single guy. Like, guys on base every single inning. And he just somehow would get through it. And it was like, wow, this is like chris angel shit this is whack and then this year the act did not continue it was you know walking guys walking guys walking guys it was just you know 45 minute long innings it was painful so i think i think we can all say that we're we're over the experience at this point and we're happy to move on other news when it comes to the Jays bullpen, Scott Mitchell reporting yesterday that Julian Merriweather is, was uh, scheduled to begin his rehab assignment last night now in uh, low a Dunedin. So maybe some, maybe some support on the way there for the bullpen, but I know you Coombsy Julian Merriweather could come up and pitch three games and you'd be like, I'm not convinced he's healthy at that point. You'd be like, I'm just waiting for his arm to like fall off as he throws a ball to home plate. At this point, I, can assume that this guy's got like six healthy innings in him <laughs> before he's on the injured list for another eight months. So don't waste his six fucking innings on Dunedin. Call him up now. Maybe he'll have one bad outing, but get the rust off in a major league outing. Like forget the, the rehab <laughs> shit. No. That is a great point. Like he just- has, he's, he's going to be able to throw like six innings before he gets hurt again. So just, 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 just make them worthwhile. He throws right. like three, throws like three pitches in Dunedin. They come out, yank him. They like, get on the plane. You're good. We saw what we needed to get up there. Uh, yeah, well, don't waste, don't waste his bullets. Right, that's the that's the famous saying. You only have so many bullets. Uh, all right, let's get to what's coming up next. It's brought to you by DoorDash. Ding dong. Promo code BJNPODDD gets first time users of the app twenty five percent off and no delivery fees. The Jays going to be hosting the Detroit Tigers for three games. They are five and five in their last 10, and they are on a three-game losing streak coming into this series as well, although I uh, should add they are playing tonight again against the LA Angels. Um, So Detroit, not a great ball club. They're 58 and 64 on the year. This is a chance to pick up three wins over the course of a weekend, right? I guess in the same way that... (laughs) Right. All right. I'm. 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 I'm being so negative. It's so bad. I know. It's I'm usually awful. not like this. I'm um, just. Yeah. Yeah. Detroit. Let's. This is again. We've had this circled in the calendar for so long. It's like I remember the first half of the year when they were losing. It was. Oh well. They haven't played Detroit yet. They haven't played Baltimore yet. They haven't played Minnesota yet. And now they're finally here playing these games. And unfortunately, if the Washington series is an indication, then it doesn't matter how bad the other team is. If you know your relievers and your pitchers are pitching like that but you know you should be able to expect they're going to come into a series against Detroit a team who is they're not 
you know, Baltimore level terrible, but they're not good. They're, you know, around what the nationals are. They're just yeah. a nothing team. There's not a hell of a lot going on here. And you have a, a pretty good group of pitchers going up this weekend. You have Robbie Ray starting the series. So this is, you know, the perfect time for your best starter to come out on a, you know, Friday after your team has just dropped two to the fucking nationals. And then you have Hyunjin Ryu after that on a lot of rest. Yeah. And pitched in like a week. And then Steven Matz finishes off and Matz again, lots of rest there. He's been pretty good recently. So you're set up nicely. I also think uh, just on the opposite side of the starting pitching matchup, like on uh, in game one, you're getting Tyler Alexander, who's not having a great year. Game two, Willie Peralta, who actually is having a pretty good season. Um, and game three, there's no starter listed. Did I not hear that it might be Drew Hutchinson? Yeah, it's going to be Drew Hutchison. That's what um, I completely forgot about that. That's that's good you remembered. But yeah, Drew Hutchison is back up. For the if first they don't time. light up Drew Hutchinson, man, come I on. Said, I said, I tweeted on the Blue Jays Nation account when I saw that Hutch was starting that game. I was like, he's throwing a perfect game on Sunday. Fuck, probably. This is, this is his. So like, let, let's let's look at his career. So just, just to go back, just for funsies. So in 2012, he came up. Was a 21-year-old make his uh, debut with the Blue Jays, and if you were around at this time, I don't know. This is quite a while ago, I guess. Now this is almost a fucking decade ago, which is mind blowing. But yeah, 2012, he makes a handful of pretty decent starts, and then him and Kyle Drabeck went down at like the exact same time, and both had Tommy John. And then Hudge didn't come back until 2014, in which he was a pretty decent starter on that weird 2014 team, which I'm realizing is very similar to this year's team. And then in 2015. He was their opening day starter, was a complete mess, but he won 13 games despite having a 5.57 ERA. 2016, he only made three starts because that was the year their rotation was really good. Then they traded him to Pittsburgh Francisco Liriano. And, then and only- Reese McGuire. And Reese McGuire and Harold Ramirez. And he only pitched, what, like six games for Pittsburgh and then didn't pitch again until 2018 where he Set, split the year between Philly and Texas. And then he hadn't pitched again until this year with Detroit. And he pitched one and two thirds innings and allowed six runs, two of them earned. Yeah. Struck out one guy, walked three, allowed a home run, five hits. Drew Hutchinson, in a way, landed the Blue Jays, Teoscar Hernandez, and Reese McGuire, who are two pretty important yeah. parts of their team this year, which is kind of funny. And hopefully he can gift the Blue Jays one more time, give them one more gift, and that would be. Absolutely getting lit up on Sunday in the series finale. I, that's so weird, right? Like he strikes me as a guy who should be like 39, like right at the yeah. end of his career. And it's kind of like, you know, he's he's just gonna keep getting chances. He's just gonna bounce around, get an inning or two on this team next year, inning or two here, year off, go to Japan, come back. That's the kind of career he strikes me as having. What a yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his 2019 season. He played AAA for the Angels, the Twins, and the Yankees, and put up like a 5.28 ERA in AAA. That was in 2019. The guy's still ripping. That's he's nuts. making he's making nuts. 11. <laughs> this is nuts. But yeah, if if the Jays don't beat Drew Hutchison on Sunday, then eh, it's over. I'm 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 done. I'm I'm, I'm giving up. All right, uh, so three coming up against the Tigers. The out-of-town scoreboard, which is very important. Uh, the Yankees are hosting the Minnesota Twins for a series this weekend. And not too, not too concerned about matter. the Yankees anymore. Um, the two teams or three teams that do matter. The Red Sox begin a series against the Texas Rangers. 
that's not great news. Um, like to see the Rangers come through with a couple wins for us there. Uh, the Oakland A's, though, they begin a series against the San Francisco Giants. It's in Oakland. Um, but that one, I mean, the Giants are good. And they're just coming off a loss to the Mets. I know that. But the Giants are one of the best stories in baseball this season. So hopefully San Francisco can keep rolling. And, and the best uh, record in Major League Baseball. Yeah. 78 and 43. That is nuts. It's, no unre- it's unreal, unreal, especially when you consider the division they're playing in, like with the Dodgers oh, yeah. and the Padres and shit for them to be yeah. the team that's coming out of this. It's nuts. They're motivated uh, to beat Oakland because the Dodgers are only three games back of them now. Yeah. And uh, also Seattle rolls into Houston. So that's good. A couple Maybe. of really good matchups on the out of town scoreboard. If you take care of business against Detroit, man, there's a chance you make some ground up here this weekend in, in the playoff race. So hopefully the Jays can take care of business and the out of town scoreboard can give them a little bit of help. Uh, but Coombsy will be back after the game on Sunday to recap three against the Tigers. They're back at the Rogers center back where they belong. I'm confident. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic is actually probably a better way to say it, but hopefully the Jays can rattle off some wins here. Enjoy the series. Shout out to DoorDash and shout out to our friends at twig and berries. Coombsy. We'll talk soon. I will do my best to enjoy this series. I'll try. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.